Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your smartphone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And let me tell you, Anchor is the third host we've had in a year, and I wouldn't change it for the world. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, Shooters Radio Universe? This is Nick Pacone, co-host of the Straight Shooters Podcast. And as a special bonus this week for our WWF In Your House 1 deep dive that you can listen anywhere you get your podcasts, we're going to re-upload our live commentary of the WWF In Your House 1 uh, half half the show, really. Uh, I think we started with the Bret Hart, Jerry Lawler match, and went through Todd Pettengill and Stephanie Wyan giving away a house, and then Diesel versus Sid for the WWF title uh, main event of that show. So we're going to live commentate it. And I believe we did this two years ago uh, during the COVID pandemic. The Really, it was May 2020, I'm assuming. Uh, we talked about Becky Lynch getting pregnant on this episode and Mike Tyson's, uh, you know, his appearance with All Elite Wrestling at that time. I uh, cut that part off. So that is episode 234 if you want to go in our archives and listen to the entire episode. But for this episode, this new, uh, I guess you could call it a classic episode, but it's half of the episode. It is our In Your House 1 live commentary with Bret Hart versus Jerry Lawler, Todd Pettengill, Stephanie Wine giving away a house, and Diesel versus Sid. Also, as an aside, I apologize for our microphone quality for this show. It was two years ago. It was a, a few months before Vaughn and I would uh, invest in some new microphones to where you can hear our beautiful voices every week, uh, crystal clear quality. But I do apologize for our shoddy audio work uh, microphone quality in this particular episode. But it's still audio greatness. It's our live commentary coming up on the Straight Shooters podcast. Oh, Shooters Radio Universe! It's a new day! Yes, it is! I am Vaughn Johnson. You got me mad now. It ain't got a bicycle! Feeling good. Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Hal. Sorry. We ride the bicycle in this arena. With my man, man, Pots and Pants, Nick Bacone. That's me. I don't know where the kid is that was riding it, but he ain't on it when they brought it to the ring. Tomorrow, I'll let you kick your face off. I'm down with that. Kick your man! But I don't like it when things aren't going my way. Don't you dare be sour! He don't know nothing else. <laughs> you know that wrestling? Well, he know that wrestling, bro. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah! 
Before we get into our live commentary, which is, of course, the first ever in your house, which happened 25 years ago today, uh, we talked about earlier, WWE literally gave away a house on the show. And I said, this was real. This was not for play play. This was for real, real. And I found my story from, what, what was this, 2017 at some point. I think it was July 2017. No, let's see. July 27, 2017. Again, this happened at the request of some fans out there on Twitter that I asked back in 2017. Was that Nick McConnell? Probably. <laughs> this is probably definitely your suggestion. I would not be surprised by that. Um, somebody requested the first ever in your house. So I, you know, put in the story. You know, I looked, I did some research, you know, as I want to do and looked into this. And yeah, uh, WWE uh, gave away a house. <laughs> they had <laughs> The entries come in, let's see, the house itself, the house itself was located, you'll probably hear this in the broadcast as we go along, but the house itself was located near a golf course in Orlando, Florida, and came with an indoor pool. So, remember that, this is this is nice. I've been to Orlando, too. Orlando's a nice city. Uh, a lot of touristy things in Orlando. It's kind of strange, actually, but it's in Orlando, uh, which is, of course, WWE's headquarters is located at now. Maybe... The house is the performance center. <laughs> maybe, maybe I they believe did. it is. <laughs> maybe that happened. Um, maybe they finally paid off the taxes and uh, they turned it into the performance center. Maybe, maybe. And here's what I wrote here. I put, according to WWE, the company received more than 340,000 entries, which were driven in an armored car from Melville, New York, to Syracuse with a police escort. So, because the event happened in Syracuse, right? Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The on on Onondaga County War Memorial. Now the War Memorial one one center. I don't know. It's it's in Syracuse. Uh, not the Carrier Dome. Let's just say that. <laughs> so went from Melville to New York to Syracuse via police escort in an armored car. Like that's how real these this was. Okay. The entries, which were in envelopes, were then placed in a massive tank in the arena and surrounded by but what I surrounded by what I would assume were armored guards, so people with machine guns, for sure. <laughs> uh, Todd Pettengill, who you mentioned earlier, and oh, Stephanie yeah. Wyand? Wyand? Yep. Wyand. Wyand did the honors yeah. of giving away the house before the main event. Uh, let's see. Wyand, I said, Wyand excitedly jumped into the tank full of envelopes and picked one and eventually got to Pettengill, who dialed the person's phone number, but the call didn't go through at first, <laughs> which you will hear eventually. Yeah. Um, the call not going through was apparently hilarious of his amends. It made him cackle with laughter into his microphone. Then he called, then Pettengill called the number again and it rang. Someone answered. Pettengill got asked for Matt Pompaselli. And he got Matt Pompaselli, apparently. Damn Italian. The person <laughs> yelled with excitement. They, they, everybody's all excited. And apparently the house is awarded to Pompaselli and his family, who at the time lived in Henderson, Nevada. And let's see. Man, they gotta move all the way across the country. Hey man, you get a house for free, you're gonna move across the country. Or at least take it and maybe sell it. Who, who knows? Um let's see, back then, let's see. I wouldn't necessarily want to live in Florida today, but that's another discussion. Another discussion. WWE shout out fireworks, which I mean it's warrant that warrants fireworks. <laughs> uh let's see. This according to a I found an article in twenty twelve, twenty twelve article from WW.com. 
the Papacelli family sold the house about six months after getting it, which I said earlier, you probably just sell it. Sold the house because, you, you know, you, like I said, you don't want to move. Matt Pompicelli said his family had just moved from New York to Nevada, which meant the family was not about to pack up and move again to Orlando, <laughs> which is fair. It's just held editor. <laughs> so Pompicelli said it was a tough decision to sell the house, but it did provide him plenty of co- money for college. According to Pompicelli, he made $175,000 for the sale, which that sounds kind of low for a nice house like that, but. Yeah, because uh, where I was living in Jersey at the time was a lot more than that. I mean, this is 95. <laughs> it wasn't as nice a house. This is 1995. But yeah. $175,000 a day can get you, like, a decent row house. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but, I mean, you know, maybe he that's what he got from it. Yeah, um, maybe. You know. All right, so. It also came back. with wrestlers, so. Apparently. <laughs> so that's some background on the... Uh, on that particular happening on this, but we will, you know, obviously watch it play out in real time in just a second. So if you're ready, Nick, 105.30, you good to go? 101.05.30, I am ready. All right, three, two, one, hit it. Got it. All right. Jerry the King Lawler. Other man. He said, whose mother is that supposed to be? What? He said he's in the, he's in the ring with his mom? Yeah, it's Jerry Lawler's mom. That woman next to him is supposed to be his mom. Supposed to be, yes. What the hell? <laughs> that woman is half Jerry Lawler's age. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Why is his mom so hot? I, well, I think that's the whole point. You know, he lies about every single thing. But you know, that was his character. That? So. That's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I is, think that yeah. maybe that's why. So she can beat up Helen. Well, I don't think they're, I don't think they're there. This is bizarre. Yeah. And, the, and she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I I remember watching, thinking it was weird, because I was like, wait, she's hot. She and, is half his age, and, and, and moms aren't hot. Extremely. You know, I was thinking this is a ten, nine mom, year old. Yeah. We don't look <laughs> at our own moms as hot, at least. But uh. <laughs> but yeah, this is the funny thing is she stayed at ringside. That's a weird call. Yeah. So Bret Hart already wrestled against Hakushi in the first yeah, match of the paper. Opening match. First match in your house history. He hurt his knee, apparently. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. He's fine. He did a couple hops. He's good. He, top seller in wrestling history. <laughs> Todd Pettengill's mullet is. Oh, I love it. I love it, man. Luxurious. <laughs> Dude, he was great, cool. man. A mania and live wire. Oh, that's that's my jam. They got the people guarding the entries at the top of the stage right now. Yeah, I want Bret Hart to steal one. And Bret selling the oh no, my knee. <laughs> that's funny. See see the, the screen that's I said nine, is. but it's more like twelve actually. Those screens are sixteen. I can't count. Best part is Jerry Lawler doesn't know until right now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? 
this is why he was so good during his feud with Brett. Like he sold so well, but he never was like, okay, you win. He he would always talk crap on him. Yeah, Jerry Lawler was a quality heel in WWF. I give yeah. him credit where the credit is due. <laughs> I'll give him credit. This is to this is a month before their kiss my foot match. Rings, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, we should have watched that. When you said this was the end, I was like, yeah, I don't think they fought each other after this. Well, yeah, they did the very next month. <laughs> How can I forget about the kiss my foot match? Obviously, naturally. How can yeah. we forget about the kiss my foot match? The actual blow off. <laughs> Who would have thought the blow off match between two legends like Bret Hart and Jerry Lawler would have been a kiss my foot match? Wasn't like Jerry Lawler like. Not washing his feet for weeks or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's like, being like a putrid. horse stable with like yeah. manure. Blood. <laughs> his feet were like pungent for like two weeks. Yeah. So Brett can kiss him. But the best part about it is it introduces to Isaac Yankum afterwards. Oh boy. <laughs> That's gotta be Isaac Yankum. So this is what Bret Hart was doing while Diesel was the champion. So. It reminds me of why Bret Hart's one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> Having to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> File driver early. Damn. This is so weird. Okay. What's up? Still, I'm still like weirded out by the fact this, that this, this is Lawler. <laughs> this super attractive woman that's half Jerry Lawler's age, even in 1995, is supposed to be his mom. Like, what were they trying to... What, what, is there a joke supposed to be? What was a joke? I don't even know if there's like a story that they would even want to tell. It, I right, think it's but, just that Jerry Lawler lies about everything, and that's what I took he, from it. He has this insanely hot woman he would he would love to fornicate with as his mom. Like I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I wasn't thinking about that at nine years old, but <laughs> right, neither was I at well, I'd have been six. But it's still weird. At 31, I find it weird. Look, what 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 is reaching out yes. for? I I don't know. I'm just I gotta stop talking about it. I'm gonna talk about it the entire match. So you had forgotten about this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. It's a good thing we we watched that first because right now you'd be like, who the hell is that woman cheering for Jerry I mean, Lawler? <laughs> let me see. I wrote. I mean, obviously I wrote about this. Let me see what I wrote about this back 2017. I just put a line. I just put Lawler was in the ring before the match with a beautiful young lady that he called his mother. <laughs> that he called his mother. Since Bret Hart dedicated his earlier match to his mom, I guess Lawler wanted to do the same, but in a very weird way. See? <laughs> in a very weird way. Like, it's so dumb. The young That's lady great. challenged Helen Hart to a match Ooh, and gave Lawler a kiss. Top oh, I missed it. I'm reading. No, yeah. don't, don't worry about it. And gave Lawler a kiss on the cheek before leaving the ring. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> like even back in 2017, I was like, this is only three years ago. But I was like, this is stupid. This is really What's weird. What's funny is they keep going to her. Keep showing her on camera. Because she's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Shinja. Yeah. He's here for revenge against Bret Hart. White suit, white face paint. I don't even remember. Did Hakushi win or did oh. Bret Hart win? Uh, according to my story that I'll keep referring to, Inquire.com. 
celebrities really suck. <laughs> Let's see who won this match here. Bret Hart. Be Hikushi. Oh, okay. So he definitely wasn't going to win two in a row. <laughs> here comes Hikushi. I remember this when Hikushi attacked him during this match. Were you extremely upset? No, I was just like, he beat him earlier. Why is he out here now? <laughs> I never understood like the revenge factors. Like once you're beat, you're beat. Like get out of here. The referee's still stuck in the ropes. Just <laughs> there. That's great though because he can't even. I guess he can't look up right now and see Hikushi. <laughs> well, so I guess. Jerry Lawler holds down his legs. Yeah. Diving headbutt. Oh, referee's coming back. Yeah, you can totally see him right now. That's bad timing. Ooh, another diving headbutt. Get out the ring, Hikushi. There, there's Earl ha- having to be one of the worst referees ever still. Oh. Um, His ankle is preventing him stupid. from turning around. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful bridge. <laughs> oh, no! That's it. That's no! It. No! Man. That was basically a squash match. No! Ah! One, two! Ah. So, in singles competition, Jerry Lawler at this point is 2-0 and against Bret Hart. Because their yep. SummerSlam 93 decision got overturned. And got reversed, his, I should say. His extremely attractive mother is very proud. <laughs> so you care more about his, his attractive I'm, mother than Jerry Lawler's 2-0 record against... Red Heart. I care more about the weird casting decision there instead of the 2 0 record. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> oh, man. Earl's ankle's flying all up. No, he's trying to sell yeah, it. Yeah, he's good now. Earl's selling him. I'm going to screw you in two years. Wow. Yeah. Press like why, bro? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's saying it's good work, bro. You said, you said what? He's like, what'd you say about? What you say, say screw who? Oh, nothing. I nothing. <laughs> okay. That was so funny. I remember being like, kind of embarrassed. I was like, really, Jerry Lawler beat Bret Hart. Wow, look at Sid. Yeah, up, Sid? Right up in his grill. Yeah. Look at that chin. Jay Leno, man. Sid was awesome. His promo, nah. something else. But I think Sid was was awesome. I don't know. I, don't I became a fan of him when he came back in '96. Not not at this point. I wasn't a big fan. That's fair. I, th- I think the, the the potential was just so much potential there, and just so many reasons why I just never like. I mean, he, he main evented at WrestleMania. He was world champion multiple times in, you know, WWE or WCW. And WCW, yeah. Yeah, something and WCW. And just never, he was never really like, like, a huge, he should have been a huge star. He was just like, he, he was a top guy, but it wasn't like a big, big star. Right. Have been. right. And he was great in his role. He was. Like I said, Sid oh. was all, man. He, uh, you know, that whole. Ronnie had against Shawn Michaels, like, I don't necessarily, like, yeah, it sucked for Vader's career, but I don't think 
Sid dropped the ball at all. I think Sid did great in that role and goes. going against Sean in November '96 and all the way through the Royal Rumble, he was great. Michael P.S. Hayes with Doc Hendricks with yeah a another ugly ass suit from Michael Hayes slash Doc Hendricks. So look at that suit. Or that tux. He is done up. Dude, dude, dude Doc Hayes. Doc right, Hendricks. Vince, Doc Hayes. Let's, He's let's the guy that ran the slam Here we go. Beautiful house. Somebody is going to house. A beautiful community. Hunter's Creek in Florida. As a matter of fact, this place is located right on a beautifully manicured 18-hole golf course. Look at the grounds. They're absolutely spectacular. You get the house. You get the screened-in pool. He's putting Stephanie Wyant's head to shame right now. Federation and your local cable nice. company. How about that? Really nice. Somebody really nice. is going to actually a win this beautiful stand. hole in Orlando. Pool. We have all of the it's entries right here. It's time to do it right now. I am so psyched. I want to do it. All right. We need to kind of mix these up. Yeah, can. can you what imagine you having your entry in there, but you just, you're just like way at the bottom. Like, there's no, there's no hope. The garage. Yeah, try, Todd. Wait a minute. I was like, why can't you go right to the northwestern part of it? And they just stood right there cool. in the center. Like, that reminds me of that pose. Remember that? Look at this. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's get in here. That's why Todd was the goat. Don't let any fall out. Who's going to win? See, that's one not going to work girls. when you have okay. them all on the bottom. That's good. You if you're one of the first people to send one in, you're screwed. Ready? He picks her up and tosses her in. All right. Let's have a drum roll. This is roll. the dumbest way to like, There's no way you can't tell me that they weren't doing it. Why am I, if there's so much, there's such a better way to do this. It's only it, it, 1995 years. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, now to make everything official, where are they? Come on over. Ladies and gentlemen, Len Dakin and Lori Zip. Come on over here, Lori, from Don Jagoda Associates. They'll make sure the winner meets all eligibility requirements. That's very, very important. How do you doing? We're good. <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> it works. Yes. It's good. Did he just, like... Let's call. Let's call. Let's call right now. Oh, he snatched that envelope out of his hand. All right, move. Let me call the winner. This is so exciting, Todd. Todd's all business all the time. Todd's one of the greatest. I might just say that after everything I say about Todd. What a thrill that must be. That's why he was one of the greatest. Who's going to win? What a Mother's Day present. They're calling my number. All right, let's hope they're home. We told you to be by your phone. Yeah. Please check the number. Oh, we got to dial again. Oh, my goodness gracious. Don't you hate when you get that annoying operator? All right. Let's all right. Try it again. We're going to do it. Like I said, it's too exciting. This is Todd. Your mother-in-law's on the line? I hope not. I'm ready to tee off. You have to dial one first, Todd. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Dial out. Try it again. It's ringing. Yes, it's ringing. Your phone ringing right now? Hello. Your phone ringing right now? So creepy, but so awesome. home. Can I talk to Matt, please? Turn the sound off. Turn the sound off. Is this Matt? Are you watching right now? <laughs> you win the house! Oh, my God. What happened to the pop? We are calling Henderson, Nevada. <laughs> Matt Papaselli and his whole family watching you guys pending verification pending win verification. the house in Orlando, Florida. Look at Stephanie Wine's face. She's just... <laughs> Is oh, yeah. Come on, just a joke. Just a joke. It's I used to I used to screen grab of Todd Pettengill's face, yeah. Stephanie Wyatt's face, yeah. as the thumbnail for my story. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
because it's, it's a perfect way to sum up this whole thing. It's the faces of the camera. Oh, my God. Congratulations again to Matt you win the house. and the entire family, Henderson, Nevada. They win the house for the Oracle Cable Company and the World Wrestling Federation. Way to go, guys. Congratulations. Let's get back to ringside, Vince and Doc. All right, thank you very much, Todd. <laughs> Henderson, Nevada. Probably like, oh, thank goodness that worked. Who's the guy behind <laughs> him with the shades on the hat in the arena? Like, what is he? Just either you wear the shades or you don't wear the shades. Why are they on your forehead like that? Virgil. What's you happening? See that, you see, see that thing I posted on Twitter? The Virgil magazine? <laughs> I did not. I'm just messing around by this guy in between Doc Hendricks and Vince McMahon right now. Who, in his mind, is the coolest guy in the building. That hat. It's just too cool for school right now. Well, he's wearing a tie. Is that a security guard? I don't know. The shade and a collared shirt. And Doc Hendricks' blazer is tux is killing me too. It's just absolutely. I'm dying right now. You have to go all out. Man. It's like. And then Vince's French cuffs with the black stripe on them. Killing me. 1995 fashion. Killing me. Yeah. Right, here we go. Here comes Sid Justice. Is this Psycho Sid or just Sid? Oh, it's just Sid. Yeah. He wasn't Sid Justice. I guess when you're not a babyface, not Sid Justice anymore. I don't know when they added the Psycho to his name. I guess when he came back the, sec- the, the second time. Right? The second return, or? What was this? Oh, you might be right. I don't know. But maybe it's after. Because I remember at first they uh, they spelled Psycho correctly with the P in the beginning. And then they eventually just took the P off. And I yeah. guess to make it look cooler. <laughs> Somebody had a psychotic sign in the crowd, so... Oh. Yeah. They have those uh, fireworks they tapes. music, too. Yeah. Which I always thought was cool. Yeah, it's not, not bad music at all. And this is after he uh, Sid demolished HBK after WrestleMania. And him and Diesel started their feud. A long feud, which is really annoying. <laughs> Back then, I used to hate long feuds. So he's just Sid. All right. <laughs> Shawn Michaels watching on pay-per-view. Is he? Did he really order it? <laughs> right. Yeah. He probably called Diesel and was like, Yo, let me know how it goes. Some tell me he didn't watch the show live. Yeah, there's Vince in all his glory. Turn on your edges. Need all the diesel puns you can get. Rev him up! <laughs> See that? Oh, yeah. Diesel truck, though. It's great. In the video screen. My favorite part was like when Diesel... Shortly after he debuted, it might have been in 93 or 94, Vince and Jerry Lawler were in front of the screen on Superstars, and 
the diesel was coming out and the truck was on the screen coming for him. And Jerry Lawler was like, hey, Vince, watch out. And Vince looks back at the screen and acts like <laughs> he needs to move out of the way. It's like, don't you understand you're in an arena and that's a video screen? Like, That's funny. <laughs> I got to find that. I got to... I wish more Superstars episodes were uploaded because uh, that definitely happened in either 93 or 94 when Diesel was a heel. But... I always thought Diesel's pyro was cool. Yeah, you could always tell. Oh, that one, one pyro. Yeah, that one was still going. <laughs> yeah, you could always tell who they cared about and who they didn't when it came to the pyro. <laughs> Remember, Sid had his own pyro that spelled out Sid. <laughs> that was awesome, too. Yeah. In case you forgot his name, here it is in lights. Brock Lesnar, eat your heart out. What's Sid can jump from the floor to the apron, too. He's a hell of a softball player. He's a hell of an athlete. <laughs> See, I thought at this point, as a nine-year-old me... Sid was going to beat Diesel, and then Sean was going to come back and beat Sid for the title. Oh, like SummerSlam or something. Fantasy booking, like nine years old. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I had started to pick up all these wrestling hints of like what happens when and all that. And I just got used to it. And I watched it so often. So, like, I was like, okay, well, this is going to happen. What <laughs> you fantasy. Oh, big shot to the face. Another big shot to the face. Some elbows. Look at Tim White in there. Diesel's wearing the elbow pad now, so maybe I do remember them highlighting Sid's power bomb on him. I don't. I think this is the first show he power bombed him on and injured his elbow. But I don't know if it was this one or the July pay per view when they face each other in that lumberjack match. Ted DiBiase doing? You see that Ted DiBiase's ministry was like named in like this um big scandal in Mississippi with like the uh, misappropriation of funds for like some people yeah. taking, like the um, the welfare money in Mississippi yeah. which is one of the poorest states in the union by the way yeah. uh, taking the welfare money and like misappropriating the funds and somehow some of those funds made it to Ted DiBiase's ministry mm-hmm. they all named I think it was an audit that's what happened it was an audit by yeah. somebody yeah, that's what Ted DiBiase... Well, was that him or was that his son? I thought it was uh, both. Was I thought it was like Ted Jr., Ted Sr., and Brett DiBiase. I thought it was like the whole gang. Oh, wow. So maybe I misread it. So... Well, I, see, I, think Ted, I don't remember Ted Jr. being in there, but Brett seems right. Because I think I looked up uh, what Ted DiBiase Jr. was up to recently, and I don't think that came up in anything. But uh, as always, I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Ted DiBiase is involved in it. A mid audit scam. He was involved. Or... Well, I was involved in the. Uh, how Did you the know? Like, that's, that's, that's a different story. Um. Well, apparently, he put his house up for sale after this audit scandal, according to Wrestling <laughs> Inc. Interesting. Uh. He had to be named in the welfare fraud investigation according to put his house up for sale after being named in this investigation. Uh, according to the report, more than 90, $98 million 
from the Temporary Assistance for the Needy Families Program, or TANF, were funneled to two Mississippi-based nonprofit organizations over three years. 98, that's almost $100 million these people were stealing (laughs) from welfare families. That's terrible. Uh, so about 94 million was questioned. 90, 94 million was questioned by state auditors, meaning that he couldn't verify the money was legally spent. That's almost all of it. <laughs> what? Yeah. How do you almost it is 94 million dollars unaccounted for? Well, That's I mean, crazy. he did run a corporation. <laughs> As he did. The corporation needs some money. That's right. How else are you gonna afford Sid and then? The likes of him and the one, two, three kid, and his his nonprofit. Oh, uh, the original punt to the head. His nonprofit received more than two million dollars in federal welfare funds since t- 2017, according to records obtained by the Clarion Ledger. It's Clarion down in Mississippi, not in, not in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Uh, the money began coming in shortly after DiBiase's son, Brett DiBiase, was hired as a deputy admi- administrator at the Mississippi Department of Human Services earlier that year. Not a good look, though the organization continued receiving funds after his son left the MDHS. Oh, Brett DiBiase and the director who hired him were two of six people. So he's one of the six people indicted. I forgot that there were people indicted in this. He's one, Brett DiBiase is one of the six people for embezzling more than $4 million in welfare funds from the state. $48 million was $48,000 was spent on Brett DiBiase's stay at a luxury drug, luxury drug rehab facility in California. That's sad. Um, so, yeah. That's not good. So that's what's happening in 2020 for DiBiase. Where his son is indicted. Not sure he would have thought that 25 years ago. Man. Yeah, I read about that last week, I think it was. I forgot that Brett was actually indicted in this, because I knew there was six people indicted. Uh, Ted DiBiase was not one of them. Uh, Brett DiBiase was. Right. So. Okay. That's what I thought. That's terrible. That's terrible, though. Uh, but this match is uh, is not much better than terrible. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> It's a match. This is the main main event, the very first in your house. It's historic. <laughs> you see Teddy Biasi in the background go, beat him up, man, beat him up. Good advice. Hit him. I remember watching this because I didn't watch WCW pay-per-views back then. I'm sure they had Slamboree in May, either before this or after. And I just remember feeling really weird watching a pay-per-view in May. <laughs> I just wasn't mm-hmm. used to it. Especially on Mother's Day. I mean, look, I talked about it earlier. WWE only had five pay-per-views a year at this point. Yep. Uh, before this night, this was the sixth. Uh, Would have been the sixth to the uh, to the catalog, I guess. And yeah. WCW, I'm not sure how many they had in by '95, but I don't think they were doing monthly yet. No, definitely not. I know they had Super Brawl. They did. I did. They didn't do Spring Stampede in 95 or 96. So, Super Bowl. Let's see, they did Uncensored Wikipedia, for the first time this this year. According to Wikipedia, in 95, they had Super Brawl, Uncensored, uh, Collision in Korea, which I don't know if that's an official pay-per-view. It's on Wikipedia, though. 
uh, Slamboree, Great American Bass, Bass at the Beach, Fall Brawl, Halloween Havoc. So pretty much nine. Yeah, pretty much like the 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 list that we know of for like WCW, they had it at ninety five. (laughs) So like they eventually would add like I think Great American they had Great American Bass already. They eventually added like Hog Wild, which is Wild. They eventually added Spring Stampede. Um, so that would make it eleven. Sold out. (laughs) Yeah, sold out was ninety seven. Yeah. Um. What else would they add? By '98, they had. Three. Yeah, World War Three was '95 too. Yeah. So yeah, bunch Jeez. a bunch. I mean, in '99 they had Mayhem. <laughs> like. So yeah, 90, I mean WCW is the reason why monthly pay per views pretty much exist to this day. It's because they started doing it. Around this point in ninety four ninety five to keep you know to bring some more revenue in, uh, yep. they started doing them every month and WWE to kind of keep up. Started doing in your houses for fourteen ninety five you know uh, an offering and then they expanded upon that by. And I guess you know the in your house. I mean it, it kind of faded out. I would say even in ninety seven because they would replace it with like it wouldn't be in your house mind games. It would be. Degeneration X in your house, like the the pay per view name became right. the focal point. Even yeah. in '97, that was the case, and by '99, it was completely done. But yeah, the first one I really remember of them focusing on the name, other than in your house, was Ground Zero, the first three hour one. I know they always had a tagline, especially after Shawn Michaels won the title, and they would have like good friends, better enemies, right. and stuff Beware like that. Dog. Um, but uh, yeah, like the Ground Zero was really the first one I remember that was right. focused on the Ground Zero. <laughs> right, that was ninety. They brought back the red, white, and blue. Oh. Yeah, it was in. Uh, no, that was September ninety-seven. That was the. Uh, oh, okay. When, that when was they the had the Friday night's main event. That was the Ground Zero before Hell in a Cell. No, it was just before it. That's what I'm saying. It was before I meant before Hell in a Cell, before Bad Blood, I should say. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm thinking of, when I think of Ground Zero '98, I think of the Breakdown. That was '98. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a great face by Sid. So your Ground Zero, that was right before Bad Blood. <laughs> yeah. There's Friday Night's main event, which I wish they had on the network, because they took the place of the Monday Night Rawls for two weeks because of that dog show or tennis or one or the other. Dog show. But so they, they had... brought back the red, white, and blue ring ropes for that. And then uh, Ground Zero had the red, white, and blue ring ropes. In your so... house, like you said, had taglines. Like the second one was the yeah. Lumberjacks, apparently. The... Yeah, but I don't. I think they added that it, yeah, it way wasn't, down the road. Right, it wasn't the official name of the pay-per-view like triple right. header great white north season right. i remember doing hearing seasons oh there it is i think that's the power bomb that Ooh. diesel I, hurt his elbow on like i don't remember seasons beatings as a like i, I do remember hearing that which has to be yeah it might have been part of the logo but i just don't remember it being like the tagline right, right. and raising here the it cage. in your house seasons beatings it was always just here right. and in your house it right. wasn't raising the cage eventually became a game wasn't that a, a game or something? Yeah, that's that was not part of, like 
the tagline. Right. Just made or even part of the name. Yeah. So the first one that that was a part of the name it was Good Friends Better Enemies in '96, April '96. Okay. So in your house seven, Good Friends Better Enemies, and Beware of Dog, International Incident, and then uh, Mind Games, Buried Alive, It's Time, Final Four, Revenge of the Taker, and so up until it's all like that up until like you said, Ground Zero is the first one where the name of the pay per view was first, in your house was second. Okay. And then Bad Blood, Degeneration X. I have a freaking memory of an elephant when it comes to wrestling, man. (laughs) Apparently, man. Because I would have never guessed that. No Way Out of Texas, then Unforgiven. Pretty much up until, again, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That was a really bad powerbomb on Sid. Oh. Oh, Really? Descended into DQ? Seriously? This is how you end the first in your house, baby. With a whimper. Really? Tatanka? Oh, yeah. Where's the rest of the corporation? Satanka just yelling at Sid, get up! I mean, this is how, you know, like, these in-your-houses weren't meant to be, like, massive events. It's just, like, they had matches before the show, they had matches after the show, just to give the people in attendance to, like, their money's worth, because most live events are not an hour and 40 minutes. Like, that's just not how it goes. So they gave him a little bit extra on the, in the beginning and on the back end to kind of stretch it out to two, two and a half, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it was Bam Bam. Bam Bam, baby. You don't mess with Bam Bam's best friend. That's right. Boom, get out of here. Asbury Park, New Jersey's finest. That's right. I do remember uh, the fact that they had matches before and after, and I... Yeah. Because when they would come to Philly, like every event would be like three, three and a half hours at least. Right. Like in the shows. You know. You know. Vince McMahon is losing his damn mind. Watch, I bet there was a tag team match after that went off the air. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Maybe that's a good guess, Mark. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Shawn Michaels was actually wrestling on the show. Let me see. Wait, he did? I think so. Let me see. They lied to me? Saying that he was home watching on pay-per-view? Let's see, hold up. I definitely wrote it in my story. Uh, um, before the show, Jean-Pierre Lafitte first beat uh, Bob Holly. After the show, it was Undertaker, comma, Bam Bam beat Tatanka, British Bulldog, Owen Hart. Yeah. Sanj's Revenge is diesel-powered. Hmm. Get it? Yeah. Because Diesel's his best friend. Yep. And he's got revenge. Mm-hmm. And Diesel is gas. Jean-Pierre Lafitte, of course, was, is, is I should say, PCO today. That's right. PCO. That was something. Also, show. Hold on, let me see. Did I have that right? Oh, no, it was separate matches. No, Undertaker beat Kama Mustafa. Bam Bam beat Tatanka. British Bulldog be Owen Hart. I don't know why I had it like all together. Oh yeah, British Bulldog, Bulldog was still a face at this point, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He had yet to turn on Diesel, and I do remember that. And then he cut his hair, and I, I was like, that, yeah. I read it all together for some reason. I don't know why, but that's not what happened. Three separate <laughs> matches. Three matches after the show. Wow. Another like 20 minutes, or I don't know, more than like like another half hour, 45 minutes of, of wrestling. 
after the show. What is this right now? What? Are you watching it past the uh I'm watching like an ad for another show or something like that, I guess. I don't know. I'm I, mean, I paused it because they just uh they had just uh I did not pause it. I kept watching copyright. Uh, oh yeah, the UFO thing. That's weird. I remember this. I do not remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got WWF action every Saturday morning. <laughs> okay. Let's let's see what it is. Did you finish it? No, I I turned it off. All right. Well, there. That'd be awesome if it's like a Mania promo. Saving the world. WWF logo. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it wasn't. They should have definitely run an ad for Mania there. But well, what are you going to do? First ever in your house, in the books. There it Beautiful is. Beautiful page. I wonder if that's the first. Uh, I mean, I don't really remember. It, or nor have I watched like too many older pay-per-views from the 80s. But I wonder if that's the first one that ended with a DQ like that, at least in WWF's heyday. Yeah. I don't know if like Hogan would have headlined a pay-per-view that ended in a DQ against him or something. Like did the tag team match with at a SummerSlam, did one of them end in a DQ or did Hogan always win? I don't know. Good Never question. bothered to look. <laughs> a very good question. But that was a a great pay-per-view in your house. Great, great concept. <laughs> I think they, I think they should have given away a house every single in your house pay-per-view. But what do they I know? Do with the next one? Oh man! <laughs> Can you imagine like that giving away a house every in your house? Look at WWE's like posters for like the pay-per-views recently. They're very, very like unimaginative. Yeah. Not great. Like, they used to have, like, kind of concepts back... Even, like, 2007, they used to have kind of, like, concepts and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, a theme, sort of. Like, the Backlash 2007 poster is great, because it's, like, playing off of um The Shining with, I think it's Edge's face in there. You know, like, some concepts, you know? Like, just something. And now it's just, like... It's just mostly people's faces and very kind of like touched up very processed photos and there's not much to it it's <laughs> just somebody looking at the camera take a picture put some stuff behind them and that's it pretty much sums up wwe's effort nowadays really it's just like not creatively to it. it's just take a picture of brock put him on there put some other people around him very much so color correct and you know add as much you know uh touching up to their faces as possible uh and that's it <laughs> that is it well that's uh a lot of commentary for the first ever in your house it was a good is a, a lot of fun as it always is and we will do more of these in the future, and we will have another watch party in the future when it when it's warranted. Um, so we will continue to do these and have a little, little bit of fun on the podcast. And we certainly hope you have enjoyed this throwback. 
two years ago, our live commentary of the very first WWF in your house from May 1995. You can follow me at underscore Pacone on Twitter. Follow Vaughn at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. Follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Shooters Radio. And you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash Shooters Radio for a nominal fee, as Vaughn would like to say, of $2. That's all. Just 2 bucks. Request any deep dive you want. Wrestling pay-per-view, movie, TV show, that it, it featured wrestlers, anything like that. You can sign up patreon.com slash shooters radio request your deep dive and we will fulfill it as Vaughn would say again so we will be back at you next week with another edition of the straight shooters podcast the tentative plan is to take a deep dive into our May 1997 in your house cold day in hell we already did the May 1996 in your house beware of dog one and two did that last year. I'll probably re-upload that at some point this month because, hey, we love anniversaries. What podcast doesn't? So you can follow us, again, at Shooters Radio on Twitter. Don't know why I said that a second time, but you can also go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Shooters Radio. That's the second time I said that, too. So we're just going to go with it. Stay tuned. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Straight Shooters Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back at you next week with a brand new episode of the Straight Shooters. You listen to the Straight Shooters. This is Donnie Wahlberg from WrestleMania 10. And you listening to Vaughn Johnson and Nick Pacone at the Straight Shooters, y'all. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.